0: there, this is Andrew bringing you another Keyforge deck reveal and review. Uh, this one is Calvino, the Raider of Darkburg. It's a Worlds Collide deck with Bravnar, Logos, and Shadows. Why am I not taking it out of the box right now? Well, uh, I won this at Chainbound this week and uh, just wanted to take, open it up and take a peek before I walked away from those folks I've been playing with. So that's why I didn't, uh, I don't really remember what's in it, but um but I did want to take a look while I was there. So, yeah, Bravnar, getting a lot of hate. Um, But, you know, good things can happen. Uh, Logos is always exciting, especially in Worlds Collide, and uh, and Shadows, we'll see. All right, so let's get into it. We get an Alaka, that's a four-power giant, that says, if you have used a creature to fight this turn, Alaka enters play ready. Uh, This is great. This is an example of, you know, I think, one of the one of the things that world's collide Ramnar tends to struggle with is actually getting to do much and so creatures like alaka that can come in and do work right away are helpful with that problem we have calfine 5 power giant with before fight deal 2 damage to each neighbor of the creature calfine fights this is nice also you know more efficient cuz you're able to deal damage to three creatures when it fights so if you can get it to fight you're great uh Ganger Chieftain is gonna help with that. It's a five power giant that says you may uh, on play you may ready and fight with a neighboring creature. And we have two of those. So already I'm pretty happy this is a, a Brobnar that can that can do stuff, right? On the on the turn you play the cards, they can maybe do stuff. By the way, that's why I really like Brobnar with Star Alliance in Worlds Collide, because you can end up using your Brobnar a lot on your Star Alliance turns, and that tends to be advantageous. Alright. Then we have Moghunter. Hunter, this is a 6 power giant that says fight, deal 2 damage to a Flank creature, also really nice. Narp is an 8 power giant with 1 armor, whose neighbors can't reap, uh, and again one of these, I'm always okay with one of these, uh, I end up wanting to fight on my Brobnar turns anyway, so I don't really mind putting Brobnar creatures next to Narp, it itself can reap, people forget that. Stiltkin is a 2 power goblin with skirmish. And after a giant creature is played adjacent to Stilkin, ready and fight with it. So again, more do stuff right away. And we have all giants uh, in our other creatures, and and a lot of, and we have six giants so far. So there's a really good chance we fire this. There's an even decent chance that we might get to fire it twice, uh, or even three times if you play four times. Right, if your opening hand is two Ganger Chieftains and a Stilkin, you get to fight four times with Stilkin, if that's what you want. Warriors Refrain. Is an action with a bonus amber that stuns each creature with power three or lower. Ooh, fire breath will be really nice on Stilkin. It's an upgrade with a bonus amber that gives the creature plus three power and before fight, deal two damage to each neighbor of the creature this creature fights. So if you put this on Stilkin, for example, it turns Stilkin into a basically a cow fine with skirmish, and uh, you know that if you play a giant next to it, it fights. So that could be pretty cool. Shattered Throne it gives us some Amber control in Brobnar. and this is the other area where Worlds Collide Brobnar struggles a little bit, uh, especially compared to Coda Brobnar, which is pretty good at Amber control. Uh, but this one gives you some ability to, to, to control that Amber. It's an artifact with a bonus Amber, and after a creature is used to fight, it captures an Amber. Then we have the Flex. I'm not thrilled about that. I guess if we ended up with fire breath on narp then this could be worth five amber but um but i'm not really looking to burst amber and bravnar turns but flex is an action that says choose a ready friendly bravnar creature exhaust it and gain amber equal to half its power rounding down the gain. um yeah i just that tends to not be what i want to do with my bravnar creatures but you know we have options like if you exhaust even the the mog hunter you're going to get three amber so Uh, Cyber Giant Rig is an upgrade with a bonus amber. It gives a creature, at the end of your turn, this creature loses a plus one power counter, but when you play it, you fully heal the creature and give it a plus one power counter for each damage healed. So, this, uh, this could actually, you know, if you have a wounded NARP, let's say, I mean, if you have a NARP with, you know, six damage on it, you play Cyber Giant Rig on it, and then you flex it, uh, and you just made yourself... 7 Amber. So, there's there's potential there. That could be interesting. Alright, let's look at Logos. We have a Daughter. That's great. 2 power Cyborg Scientist with Elusive. And during your draw card step you refill your hand to 1 additional card. Very nice. Hapsus uh, is going to go well with that Shattered Throne. And maybe we get the uh, Fire Breath on the Hapsus. That would be fantastic. But Hapsus is a 5 power Mutant Scientist This is after an enemy creature is destroyed fighting Hapsus. That's whether the creature attacked Hapsus or Hapsus attacked the creature. Uh, You ward Hapsus and draw a card. Two of those. Very nice. Ooh, these are also really nice to you if you leave these on a flank. One of the things I try to do if I'm playing with Ganger Chieftains is leave things I I might want to fight on flanks as much as possible so that Ganger Chieftains can hit them. Uh, Then we have a Titan Guardian. That's a five-power beast and cyborg with one armor. Taunt and Destroyed. If Titan Guardian is is not on a flank, draw two cards. So we have a lot of options here for drawing cards in the middle of a Logos turn, which is fun. I think there are two of these. Yeah, two Candle Units. Candle Unit is is a great (laughs) Logos card. Um, It's a five-power robot with one armor. And it says, after an enemy creature reaps, draw a card. That's amazing. I mean, if this just sits on the board, then... Uh, you're you're really happy. Um, I, I prefer not to use the action capture one if I can help it. So it has action capture room, but I, I prefer not to do that because I don't really want to incentivize my opponent further to kill the candle unit. Um, it's already like really people want to kill the candle unit because uh, because of this this draw ability. Um, but if you have board control. Which you can with this Bravnar, then suddenly the candle units are drawing you a ton of extra cards, and uh, and you're very happy. So kill those big creatures, let your opponent, you know, sit there with little creatures and try to decide if they want to put cards in your hand. Code Monkey is a three-power AI beast with deploy. And after you play it, you archive each neighboring creature, and if those creatures share a house, gain two amber. Um, you know, if I can target, like, the Ganger Chieftains with this, or maybe even the Alaka, uh, I'm, I'm really happy. Um, yeah. Uh, if you have warded creatures, like, let's say you have two, ha- two warded Hapsuses, you throw the Code Monkey in between them, they won't even leave the board. Um, so that's an option. Group Think Tank is a four-power robot experiment with three armor, that has action, deal four damage to each creature that shares a house with at least one of its neighbors. Uh, playing on Monday night on, uh, at Chainbound, somebody was asking, um, does it deal damage to both of the neighbors? Uh, in other words, if you have two creatures of the same house, do they both take four damage? And yeah, because they each have you know, a neighbor of the same house, right? So, uh, so they would both take four damage. <laughs> We have a jar goggle. That's an interesting one. It's a two-power beast and mutant with elusive. After you play it, you put a card from your hand face down under it, and when it's destroyed, if it's your turn, you play the, the card that's under it. Otherwise, you archive the card. Um, yeah, this is fine. Um, I'm not sure what I want to put under it. Not sure what I want to put under it, but... Uh, probably just a card that I don't plan on playing and treat it like Archives, right? It's usually okay. Then we have an Entropic Swirl. Uh, this is an action that says play, choose a creature. For each trait that creature has, deal it 2 damage and gain an Amber. Um, this is really nice spot removal, which we don't have a lot of in here, right? The only spot removal we have per se is like the, the Fire Breath and the Cow Find that... But those aren't exactly spot removal. Um... But they kind of get around Taunt, right? And Tropic Swirl also gets around Taunt. It it ignores that kind of stuff. ignores Elusive, so that's very nice. Uh, And there are one or two creatures that have three traits. Most creatures have one or two traits, but um, getting two Amber and dealing four damage to a creature is pretty nice. Then, and this, I remember, we have two copies of this. We have two copies of Master of the Theory. Um, this is a terrible card, and I hate it, <laughs> and I'm sad that it's in here, because I actually think, up until this point, this is a pretty good deck. Um, Master of the Theory is an action with a bonus amber that says, if there are no friendly creatures in play, you may archive a card for each enemy creature. Um... So, it gives us an Amber Pit. That's its, like, one redeeming quality. But, if you have no creatures on the board, first of all, in this deck, you're definitely losing. But usually it's the case that if you have no creatures on the board, you're losing. So, I don't... I I really don't like this. Um, The one exception is maybe if I'm going first, and I have this in my... Nope, doesn't work. If you're going first and you have this in your opening hand, you don't get to archive anything because your opponent has no creatures. So, yeah, I don't really think there's a... I guess if you're going second and you have this in your opening hand, you can archive a card. It's a, it's a lab work, right? That's your really your best case scenario. So ah, I don't like it. All right, uh, but at least it has an amber pip, so it's okay. And maybe if we're just you know we're drawing so much here. By the way, we don't have these are only amber pips in Tropics is Probably good for one and two. But these are only amber pips and logos. So we are drawing a lot of cards, but we are actually going to have to use the board to get amber so far. Uh, three, four, four, in Braavnar. So, um, by the way, we'll keep an eye on this as we go through Shadows as well, but pretty good luck in terms of the, uh, Warrior's Refrain here. It'll hurt the, it'll stun the Stilkin, uh, it'll stun Daughter, um, it'll stun Code Monkey and Jargoggle, but everything else is big enough that it won't get stunned, so that's pretty, pretty lucky. Uh, usually I'm sad about Warrior's Refrain, but this time I think, uh, it's, it's very nice. Avenda is a four power. Avenda is a four power elf thief with reap. Deal one damage to a creature. If this damage destroys that creature, your opponent discards a random card from their hand. Again, evades the uh, gets doesn't get hit by the warrior's refrain. That's nice. Bad penny is well paired with Avenda because you can drop the bad penny on the board, reap with the Avenda. You know, make your opponent discard a card. You probably then want to discard the bad penny. We'll see what else we get. I don't remember what else is in here in shadows. So maybe it's good, but I, I usually assume not. Uh, Hit and Run is an action that deals two damage to a creature, and you return a friendly creature to your hand. It's more good spot damage. Hawk, this is a fantastic card. Gain an Amber, destroy an artifact if you do, gain an Amber. So, two Amber if you destroy an artifact with it. We don't have any artifacts so far. Oh, we do. We have the Shattered Throne, so... And that's not a maze, so that means if Shattered Throne is the only artifact in play, and you play this, you have to kill the Shattered Throne. So that might be a little iffy, but, um... I think, you know, it, overall, it's, this is a great card to have. I'm happy to see it. Uh, yeah, good for killing your golden spirals, your uh, transporter platforms, your other really high-value artifacts. Hugger Mugger is a three-power elf thief with elusive and play capture an amber. Then, if your opponent has more forged keys than you, steal one. Okay, I hope not to be in a situation where that triggers, where the steel triggers, but it's fine. Mug. Gain an Amber, move an Amber from a creature to your pool and deal two damage to that creature. This can take the Amber back off of Hugger Mugger, so that's nice. Also, this, like this, hit and run, they kind of pair well with Avenda because they let you set up those three power creatures for getting killed with Avenda and making your opponent discard a card. That's nice. Same with Pestering Blow for two power creatures, I guess, or maybe four powers if you... Have it with the other cards. A Pestering Blow gains you into Amber, and you deal one damage to a creature and enrage it. Uh, of course, enrage means that the next time that creature is used, it has to fight if able. We got a Ronnie Wrist Clocks. Nice with the hit and run if we can have that happen together. I usually don't depend on that. Uh, but it's a two-power elf thief, with play, steal one Amber, and if your opponent has seven or more, steal two instead. Okay. We have a Trust No One play steal one. If there are no friendly creatures in play, (laughs) same as the master theory here, but this is actually a, a good card. If there are no friendly creatures in play, instead steal one amber for each house represented among enemy creatures to a maximum of three. Important note, if you and your opponent each have zero creatures, then this steals zero because the instead effect happens and there are no House that's represented among enemy creatures, so you would steal zero. But as long as your opponent has a creature, it'll always go off. It'll always steal at least one. Uh, Probably with this board, it'll just steal one because with this deck, because we're going to have enough. We're we're almost always going to have creatures on the board here, so uh, probably just good for steal one. But that's fine. Then we have Umbra. It's a two power elf thief with skirmish and fight, steal one. This would be also very very nice to get the fire breath on. Of course, I wouldn't depend on that, but it would be very nice. Uh, I mean, imagine a turn where you drop this on the board and the next turn you put Fire Breath on it and drop a uh, Ganger Chieftain next to it. I would be so happy. Fidget is a two-power fairy thief with Elusive and Reap. Discard a random card from your opponent's archives or the top card of their deck. If that card is an action, play it as if it were yours. Not as good as Merkin's, but really fun. I love this type of, like, play your opponent's cards uh shenanigans. I, I think it's really fun. So, glad to see that. I am noticing, by the way, in Shadows we have a lot more stuff that's going to get hit by the Warrior's Refrain. So, that's okay, though. um We're pretty solid in the Logos and Brovnar. And then we have a Too Much to Protect. That's great. Gain an Amber. Steal all but six of your opponent's Amber. And, you know, with a an Umbra, a Trust No One, a Rani, a Hugger Mugger, in the deck, um, you know, we have one, two, three options out of hand and one option if it sticks on the board to, you know, turn steel all but six into steel down to five, which is very nice. Um, on top of that, you know, if you have, even if you are able to fight something uh, and you have the Shattered Throne on the board, you're going to capture one. So the chances of us keeping our opponents from forging on the turn we play too much to protect are pretty good. Uh, yeah, so that was that. I, I actually think this is pretty good. And and again, I think the Brovnar, like things it has going for it, the Warriors of Frain doesn't hurt definitely doesn't hurt the Brovnar, doesn't really hurt the Logos. It's a little sad for the shadows. Um, it works well with the other houses because of the Ganger chieftains and there's a bunch of creatures in the other houses that I wouldn't mind doing fighting with on my Brovnar turn. Um, has some, some, like, spot removal in all three houses. Um, so I think this has a shot at being pretty decent. Um, I'm, I'm happy with it. And usually with Brodnar, I'm looking for, like, Star Alliance or Sarian, but I actually think this works pretty decently. Uh, so that's it. That is Calvino, the Raider of Darkburg. Uh, I look forward to testing it out. I hope you enjoyed this and that you get out there and forge some keys.